If the saying is true that life is the sum of the decisions you make, then what happens when a major life change occurs that wasn't your choice? Hi, and welcome to Think Well, Think Better. I'm your host, Tom Latona. I'm an artist, a writer, and a storyteller. And in April 2020, amid the global COVID pandemic, I was unexpectedly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. The timing of these two major life events have helped to reshift my thinking and reshape my mindset as I move forward into a confusing world on the outside while managing an unpredictable autoimmune disease on the inside. Think Well, Think Better is a podcast aimed to raise awareness for those in the MS community and to serve as a source of support and inspiration, not just for those whose lives are impacted by this confusing and devastating illness, but for anyone who could benefit from making personal improvements in their lives. Think Well, Think Better is a story of overcoming obstacles and of reinvention, told through the unique lens of my life, and I share it with the hopes that it might help others along their journey. So join me as we discuss a wide range of topics aimed at personal self-development and share strategies to help face life's challenges with a more informed and improved way of thinking. Change starts in the mind, and if one wishes to think well, then let's start thinking better. All right, there's a lot to discuss. Let's get to work. New car caviar, four-star daydream, think I'll buy me a football team. Bum, 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 oh, shoot, hey, uh, sorry, I didn't see you there. Hi, everyone, welcome to Think Well, Think Better, Living Well with MS. I'm Tom, I'm the host of this podcast, and I was just uh, jamming out to a little Pink Floyd there. Sorry, I didn't see you jump on. Well, I'm glad you're here anyway, because ironically enough, today's topic, as we continue with the Uh, 10 Facets of Life, is uh, a topic that, well, you know, it's kind of important, to be honest with you, and I thought I would try to tackle it today, Um, but in the spirit of full disclosure, I have thought about this particular episode in a number of different ways uh, over the past few days because I wasn't exactly sure how I want to approach it. And every time I would approach it one way, I would get an idea for another way and another way. And, you know, it's neither here nor there, to be honest with you. Um, But I share it because, in a sort of meta moment, um, it's in this podcast is in a a way a representation of my life. Um, It is not a polished, complete project at all. Uh, It's very much a work in progress. And things fluctuate and they change hourly, if not daily. Um, And so... As I try to plot ahead and create this segment that we're doing here for the 10 facets of life, um, one of which was finances, and I wanted to talk a little bit today about where I was mentally when I started this and where I am today is vastly different, and that's part of why I had to go back and forth a few times and sort of redraft my outline for what this particular episode would be. Uh, It also happens to be the penultimate of the 10, 
And there's a reason for that is because honestly, I've been putting it off because of that very reason. So uh, there's a little inside baseball to the podcast if you want to hear about it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so finances uh, is the ninth, I guess, in this order of the 10 facets of life of which um, about three years ago, almost to the day, to be honest with you, from the time of this recording, uh, it was early midsummer of 2020. I had just been diagnosed with MS. Um, COVID was, you know, here. Uh, and I was dealing with both of those major life events at the same time. Not easy to do at all. Because of COVID, I, for the first time in my entire life, found myself essentially unemployed. Um, it wasn't I didn't have a job. I just couldn't go to my job. Um, buildings, uh, sorry, businesses and, and everything was pretty much closed down. Uh, if you can remember, if you want to go back and jaunt your brain that way, I, I wouldn't. I, I hate having to take people down the, uh, the rabbit hole of like time travel because it was such a horrific period of time. And I, I'm going to apologize profusely, but my story starts here. So, you know, it's just part of it. So if you, if you get annoyed with me mentioning a, like April 2020 or COVID, I get it. I don't want to talk about it either. I want to get past this. <laughs> but it's part of the, the build up to the story. It adds context to where I'm coming from. So hopefully the listener can understand a little bit more of uh, what we're trying to achieve here. Okay. So anyway, I, I beg your forgiveness in advance. Um, so let, let's jump in that time machine and let's go back to about that time. Um, yeah, I couldn't work. Um, businesses were shuttered. Uh, I, I don't work remotely. I'm a tattoo artist by trade. And at this point, I'd been doing it for about 20 years. Um, so I was locked in. Like I had my career. Um, I had a fully running business. I was doing well, um, all things considered. And COVID struck. And it was like, go home. Go home and sit in your room. And uh, we'll tell you when you can come out. And at that point, there was no timeline there. So maybe it was a week, maybe it was going to be two weeks, and two weeks became three, a month, two months. And if you can remember, it was kind of scary. We, you didn't know how long this thing was dragging out for, and people were starting to get a little stir-crazy, right? Yeah, me too. I, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, at least I had a distraction because I also had this ball thrown into my little pit that said, MS, go figure that out. So a lot of times I didn't, I couldn't even focus on COVID because I was trying to figure out what the hell MS was and how it was going to affect my life. And then I would kind of bring myself back to the real world and be like, okay, well, what's going on with COVID? And also how do I live with MS during COVID and how long is this thing going to go on for? And by the way, I haven't been to work in like four months. This is crazy. <laughs> you know? So uh, yeah, it was uh, it was weird. It was a weird time for sure. And that was just like one of the 10 facets that sort of blew up in my life at that period. So um, yeah, uh, you could see where sometimes I get a little frazzled and I get worked around because it wasn't a one-to-one -one thing. It was like everything at once. Anyway, money. Ugh, I hate talking about money. This is so dumb. But the reason I bring it up is this. At that time, I, um, because I'm you know, self-employed and I'm an independent contractor and I can't work with clients because COVID, um, I had no income coming in. And it was the first time in 20-something years that I just simply wasn't pulling a paycheck. 
Now, financially, I was fine. Um, you know, I wasn't going to be out on the street or, you know, living in a garbage can or anything anytime soon. But when you, you know, you you get accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle because, you know, you, you theoretically make X amount of money a week or, you know, you could gauge it if you're a... Um, if you're self-employed independent contractor, you know, you got to work a little bit more because you're working with clients. And if you don't work, you don't get paid. And that's the sort of trade-off. And I don't even want to touch into all that right now, but you see where I'm coming from. Um, the reason it became a facet because I wasn't making any money, but I wasn't, I also wasn't spending much money because I wasn't doing anything. I didn't leave the house. I wasn't going to the movies. I wasn't like going out to eat or anything, of course. So I, it wasn't that dramatic. But although it seemed like the world paused for a few months, the world didn't stop either. So I still had, you know, uh, car insurance I had to pay. I still had utility bills. I still needed to buy groceries. There was still money that needed to go out, and I had no money coming in. Again, I was fortunate that this wasn't something that was a make or break for me. But it ended up on the list because I started thinking, well, moving forward, especially with MS, and I at that time had no idea what sort of shape my life was going to take with MS. And I'm I'm that newly diagnosed guy that's going, well, does it, does this mean I'm in a wheelchair? Does this mean I can, can I work anymore? You know, like my mind was racing. And I didn't have anyone to really calm me down. So um, you can imagine, it, I went kind of wild for a while um, until one day I said, okay, I'm going to sit down and just figure this thing out. I'm just going to put it on paper. I'm just going to work this plan. And that's where we came up with the 10 facets. Um, so every time I, I want to talk about money, it ends up being about money. And that's why I stop. Uh, to understand what I'm trying to talk about, is to under- you'd have to know me a little bit more personally I don't have I don't put a big emphasis on money. I never have. I I I get it, but I don't at the same time. And I don't know how else to explain that. I've never been money motivated. Um even through my career, I've never done it for the money. I love what I do. I would do it for free. It's very helpful that people are willing to pay me a good amount of money to do what I do, which I think is fair. If you're good at something, why give it away? If someone's willing to pay for it and it's a quality service and a quality product, um, name your price and you'll know if your price is too high because they'll say no. Enough people say no to your price, then you have to lower your price. But I've never had to do that. In fact, years and years would go by and I would slowly incrementally like bump my hourly rate up. So I always just took it as I'm getting paid what the value of what I'm providing is. Marketplace provides the value price. People pay that value price. It worked for me. But never once would I look at it and say, oh, I can make X amount of dollars if I do this and this and this, or if I take on this job, I'll make this much. That just was never in my mind, ever. So understanding that, now that I look at it, I want to talk less about money even more because it's really not that important to me. However, I do want to make one thing crystal clear. I do understand the role that money plays in our lives. I'm not completely ignorant of this. I do understand that there are people right now today struggling financially and have been for years. 
and I have nothing but compassion and empathy for you. This is not a me being holier than thou or anything. I get it. Times are tough. Um, everything's expensive. Uh, <laughs> there's a recession-ish going on. It, it's, it's tough sledding these days. And it's not anyone's fault other than the system that we've been invented or sort of placed into. And I don't want to get off the rails on this either. I, I want to go on this like rant right now, but I, I'm not. I'm going to be good. I'm going to be structured. I'm going to stay on point. The, the thing with finances is it's not just money, but it's wealth. And this is where I want this, this particular episode to, to go to. When I'm talking about wealth, I am not talking about uh, accumulation of, of different passive income streams or 401k, Roth IRAs or, or, or IRAs or um, whatever, you know, your side hustle thing. I get it. I get all that. And there is a ton of content out there that can help you if that's what you're looking for, like how to start a business, how to grow a business, how to uh, take on five different jobs or buy real estate and you can find it out there. I'm not the guy to give you that information at all. Um, but I am the guy hopefully to insert maybe a, a, a slightly different perspective onto this. And that's my goal for today. Uh, so instead of talking about money and how you can manage your money and how you can improve things, I don't want to leave you empty handed. So I will add this in there. It's really simple and it's going to sound like I'm just being condescending, but I really mean this. Spend less than you make. That's it. Okay. Spend less than you make. And if you can't make that work, then I, I believe the next logical step would say either take a look at your spending and curb that or take a look at your income and say, how can I grow that? And this is where it could get really fun because – if you were to just walk outside your front door and ask a random stranger on the street, hey, would your life improve greatly if you had a million dollars in your bank account? They'd probably say yes, right? Most people would. I can honestly say it would help my life somewhat, but a million dollars wouldn't do much for me in that I would just be a millionaire with MS. I mean, I would still have MS, right? The money might help with like, you know, uh, paying for medication or covering the costs when I can't work or uh, doctor's appointments, co-pays, you name it, right? I get it. Uh, I, I feel the pinch from it now because I don't work as much as I used to. I cut back on my hours. But a million dollars is still just going to leave me as a millionaire with MS. I'm still going to have the dizzy spells. I'm still going to have the cog fog and the memory issues and the in, imbalance issues sometimes. You know, no amount of money, no figure whatsoever is going to ever resolve that for me. Unless I somehow took that million dollars and invested it into MS research and they were like, oh, we needed exactly one million dollars to find a cure. Here we go. And even then, I, they might cure it, but I would still have the damage from the scarring on my brain. So all the symptoms that I have would probably still stay. And so that realization <clears throat> helped to even even further shift my relationship with money from something that was like I think a lot of people view it as money is is this 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 goal this ultimate that's it 
Like I want riches. I want to be wealthy. I want to be, I want, you know, and it's too vague of a goal to achieve. You can't just say, I want to be rich. I don't know what that means. Like, what does that mean? Even if your idea of rich was $1 million, if you added a dollar amount to that, $1 to that amount, I should say, you'd have a million and one dollars. So all of a sudden a million's not enough because wait a minute, yeah, I could have one more. Or what if you just straight up doubled that? A million feels good, but that guy is two million. And that guy is four million. And that guy is eight like you see what I'm saying? It's it's a number. It's infinite. So it's whatever number you think your goal is, plus one, you're never gonna be satisfied. It's a short-term high instead of looking for the long-term goal. So I guess what I'm getting at, and, and it, it dovetails very nicely into what I try to hammer in on this podcast, is let's, let's take our thinking from result-based thinking and put it into process-based thinking. A million dollars is fine. It's great. I mean, trust me, if you were to give me a million dollars right now, I would take it. I'm not going to turn it down, but I would take it. Um, But what do I get from that? I didn't earn it, number one. So I wouldn't really understand the value of a million dollars if it was just given to me. And you'll see this a lot, uh, you know, when people hit like large windfalls, either like an inheritance or the lottery. Within five years, their, their lives are worse than they were before. You know, like they get this money, they get so much of it all at once and problems just come out of the woodwork with it. I'm sure you've, you know, seen news articles and stuff. Um, It's not the healthiest thing to get a gift without really earning the gift, whatever that gift might be. Or a gift given at the wrong time to the wrong person is just as dangerous as a loaded gun in a child's hands. So giving someone a million dollars doesn't do anything for them. doesn't make them any better of a person. just makes them the same person just, you know, with more extravagant ideas to spend the money on. But what I would sort of posit here is that what if we remained focused on the process of things? So wherever you're sitting right now and you're thinking, I, I could use a million dollars, you can do that. You can make a million dollars, but first you have to become the type of person who makes a million dollars. And the, one of the easiest ways to do that is see if you can't get around people who act like that, who talk like that. Like you have to have a, a sort of millionaire mindset. You can't hang around with people who sit on the couch and watch TV all day and expect to be making a lot of money. It's not going to happen. So you have to watch your circles real close. And we talked about that in the last couple episodes of, of your orbit of who's, who's like influencing you. Even if you think that you're stronger than the influence, people being around you, they will drain your energy, they will take your energy, and they will distract you from what your goal is. But ultimately, it's who do you need to become to become the type of person that would earn a million dollars in a year and then go after those habits and those disciplines? Because I don't think there's anyone on this planet who has a million dollars in a bank account who sleeps until 11 a.m., gets up, scrolls on Instagram all day, watches Jerry Swinger, uh, Springer, what's his name? Jerry Springer reruns, and then goes out drinking with his buddies at night. That dude's not a millionaire. He'll never be a millionaire. 
But someone else who gets up at 5 a.m. and journals and meditates and eats a healthy breakfast and works out and is out the door and hitting it at 7 a.m. and skipping the, the vodka lunch and going right into the office, that person's working. That's the kind of person you want to be to make that result happen. That's what I'm trying to say. Process over results. Because if you can make a million, you can make 10 million. And I wish I was a guy that had a million or 10 million. I'd be like, see, I'll show you how to do it. I don't. I, and I can't. But I firmly believe this, that you, you can do that. Because anything you want to do, you can. You just have to learn how to think and become the, the type of person who is worthy of receiving that gift. That's it. Whether it's money or whether it's a fancy car or a jet or a football team, you can have it. But if you don't do any work for it, don't get pissed off at the the results of work that you never put in. If you don't do the work, you're going to get the same result over and over again, which is no result. So that's my take on money. I don't want to eat up all the time here because that's not really even the, the crux of this, uh, this episode. Um, but I did want to just sort of get that off my chest. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm the only one who thinks this way. I can't be. I, as a matter of fact, I know I'm not. Um, but I have been around a lot of people who sort of treat money like, um, like a rare resource. And that scares me to a point. And it's something that kind of raises a red flag as far as when I'm uh, thinking about like who I allow sort of in my world um, because of this. If you view money as a rare resource, what you're essentially doing is you're putting yourself in a place of lack. What you're saying is, I don't have enough because yada, yada, yada. And now the money becomes this thing where it's so sacred and it's so rare and it's so, it's like, it's like that jewel at the bottom of the Titanic, you know, that the old lady lied about, you know, it's like, oh, it's this rare lost arc thing. No, it's not. Money is paper. It's minted. They make it every single day. They just print it out. It's not rare. But if your idea behind it is, oh, okay, I have, I have money. I, I have money and you don't. So I better, I better hold on to my money because I don't want you getting my money. It doesn't work that way. You're entering into it from a, a, a place of lack, saying, I don't have enough. If I lose this, that's it. I'm done. You don't have money. You just have, have access to money. It's not really yours. What are you going to do with it? When you're hungry, can you eat it? No. <laughs> you know. But you do use it to trade for food. You say, here's $3, and these days that gives you like two grapes. Well, you see what I mean? It's money is abundant and everything is abundant if you're open to it. If you're if you become someone that's worthy of receiving that. Also, you have to work for it. You know, you have to do some work. It's not just going to fall out of the sky. I don't know what some of these people are talking about with manifestation. I think they think if they close their eyes and say red Ferrari, one just appears in front of them. I don't think it works that way. But it's the art of becoming the kind of person that would receive that gift from the universe or for wherever it comes. Probably a Ferrari dealership or the universe. So that's money. 
if you look at it through a lens of lack, you're never going to have enough. You're going to treat it like it's some some very sp- amazingly special thing, and you're going to miss the point of everything if you're doing it that way. You're going to end up hoarding it like a like a dragon in a cave sitting on like mounds of gold doubloons, you know? Like what what are you going to do with all that money? You're constantly squirreling it away and saving it and it's just there and it runs your life because you're so afraid of losing it. It it starts to affect your decision making because you might want to go do something, but you're worried about the money of it. You have the money, you just don't want to lose it. You don't want to spend it because you feel like a million, if you go under a million, somehow you're less than. You see what I mean? It's it's a mentality thing. And we need to maybe work a little bit harder at breaking this stranglehold that money has on us. And, and especially in the United States, we live in a, a very uber uh, capitalist society where money just it drives everything, right? It drives everything. And it's one of the reasons I've never felt like I've fit in here because I don't, I don't agree with that. It's just never really appealed to me. So money being what it is, it comes, it goes. Um, I'm not worried about it. I think if you're, you're walking the correct path and you're doing the correct things, what you need will be given for you. Don't ask me how it works. I don't know. I've just experienced this more times than I can count. It happens. Um, But it doesn't happen if you're just going to sit around and do nothing and complain and hope and wish and pray that, you know, a bunch of money is going to fall in your lap. No, because you haven't changed anything about yourself. You don't appreciate the value of the money. You just see it as a resource that you can have that other people can't have. And that's called greed. And greed is one of the leading, leading causes of suffering in this world. So if you're wondering why you're unhappy and you're unhappy about money, it could be your attitude towards money. Maybe, maybe not. If you feel differently, please feel free to reach out and contact me. But what I really want to get across here is this, and this is the crux of this particular episode. I want to talk about wealth because wealth is far superior than money. As a matter of fact, I, I want to really, really badly name the title of this episode, Healthy is Wealthy, because I just love that. I don't think I made it up. It popped into my head, but I think I heard it somewhere before. But Healthy is Wealthy, um, because, because of, of this recent three-year, at least, well, right now, three years, but this, this experience I've, I've undergone, this entire transformational weirdness in my life, uh, one of the facets is that relationship with money that was always sort of loosely aligned anyways, has dropped off dramatically even more. I don't, I never chased the dollar and I'm definitely not chasing it now. As a matter of fact, I'm turning more of it away because the rarest of all resources, and I say this at the end of every episode, is your time. That's where the real wealth is. If you have time today, and you're listening to this, so it means you're alive, you're wealthy. If you woke up this morning, you're wealthy. If you have air in your lungs and blood in your veins, you are wealthy. And it's so easy to overlook that, right? 
You know, all the little problems we have in our lives, all the, you know, you wake up and it's right away something pops in your head or you're worried about work, you're running late, your kids are screaming, whatever. The, I get it. I get it. Life, poof, life piles up sometimes. But it's worth having those first few moments, for me at least, in the morning where I sit very quietly and I just I, I show some gratitude for the fact that my eyes opened up. And I have this day. And the day might not start off amazing, <laughs> but I still have all day to turn that around. I have all this time. It's limited, but I have it. And that's the wealthiest thing you could have. That's the best thing you can have is time. So when I think about wealth, I don't I don't think about, you know, savings bonds or estates or you know, some sort of uh, Swiss bank account. That that doesn't appeal to me at all. And I went through and I during that time when I was making this sort of 10 facets list, I sat down and I thought, well, okay, I could list money. I could just like pull out a bank statement and show it to someone and say, this is how much money I have. But aside from that being tacky, that's not the point. I wanted to be able to see if I could show myself at least what kind of wealth I have in my life. You know, and at this time when I was constructing this idea, um, you know, again, the world was pretty crazy. Um, I didn't know when I would be returning to my job, so money was an issue, but I also had all the other facets we were talking about. Like I hadn't seen family or friends in a long time, and uh, you know, my health obviously was a major concern at this point, still is, but was very major at that time. So I said, okay, <clears throat> let me see if I can sit down and, and just sort of see. I'm going to collect my resources. I want to pull all my uh, you know, different sort of revenue streams, if you will, for wealth, and I want to put them all on the table in front of me, and I want to sort it out. I want to see what I have. I want to make my, my own personal bank statement, as it were, for wealth. And I came up with this list here. I'm going to share it with you, and I'm just rattle it through, because these are all the things that, that money cannot buy. No amount of money can purchase this. You cannot go to Target and buy a 12-pack of this, right? None of this is for sale either. So money doesn't even touch what I'm about to tell you because my wealth are things that cannot be taken away from me. You can't hack this bank account. You can't rob this at gunpoint. These are mine. This is my wealth. Let me, let me read it to you, okay? Um, Self-awareness. Healthy personal boundaries. Emotional maturity. Eh, that's questionable sometimes. Um, self-respect. Self-love. Abundant in that. Clear communication skills. I'm better in person than I am on a podcast, I swear. Uh, <laughs> Um, I noticed a huge increase in, in my compassion and my empathy for other people, uh, a deeper understanding, and, and I allow myself to be more vulnerable for my, to my emotions. You know, These are all things that sparked off during you know, three years ago when I, when I experienced this uh, change. Um, I, I felt like I feel still to this day that I'm more authentic to myself and to the people around me because of this vulnerability and my 
willingness to go into a deeper sense of understanding. I don't only want to understand myself. I want to understand the people around me. And you can only do that by being active listening and not constantly talking over people. Listen to people. Don't try to solve their problems all the time. Just give them some space to go through what they're going through if they're going through something and we're all going through something. You know, so if someone's going to come up and talk to you uh, and and share some of their you know, personal issues with you, like don't don't try to solve their problems. Don't compare them to your problems. Don't minimize it or maximize it. Just listen to them. That that comes from being authentic with yourself and knowing that like I don't have to be the problem solver here. I'm just here to hold support for somebody. Um. I also have, I've always had, and I will always have, although it gets challenged a lot lately more, is a very strong work ethic. Um, once I set my eyes on a goal, I get a vision, I, I get hyper-focused on it, and I want to do it. Normally, that was never a problem. Lately, with some of the symptoms of MS, I've noticed that my attention wanes or my energy levels are low on a particular day and I don't necessarily get the complete task done. Um, but that's not a result of a poor work ethic. And I give myself that grace. I, I would do the work. There's just days I, I just simply can't. And I know that sounds like a cop out, but if you're listening to this and you have MS, I bet you're shaking, you're like nodding your head right now. Like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? There's just days where you just, you just can't, you can't, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean I stop working. It just means I shift into something else. If I can't do a physical activity, I could still journal or I could still meditate or I could still just sit quietly and manufacture a, a, a more deeper vision for what I'm going for. You see what I'm saying? So you can't steal my work ethic from me. You can't steal my drive from me. It's mine. I have it. I've always had it and I'll never give it up. Um, And that comes from having a strong personal discipline. That drive is, it, it comes from habit forming disciplines. And we talked about this in an earlier episode of of what do you, what costs are you willing to pay for the things that you want? That's the discipline there. Is it the, the, like Jim Rome said once, it's the discipline of regret or the discipline of pain. And you need, you can choose that. That's a choice you get to make. So every day when I get up, I choose to continue finding and fine tuning my disciplines, my daily habits that helps set me up so I can bring this vision I have in my head out into the world. It's difficult to explain because it doesn't exist yet. Like most things that creators make don't exist and you make it with your hands and your mind. It's hard to just explain what it is. But when I make it, I think it's going to have a pretty positive impact on the world in some degree. Hopefully a big one, but even if it's a small one, It'll be worth it for me. And lastly, and maybe not, you know, the last, last, but I have managed somehow through laborious work, strong discipline, and smart decision making, I have somehow stumbled my way into a sense of complete inner peace. (laughs) And it feels wonderful. It feels amazing. 
Uh, I wish I could tell you that every day it feels this way. Um, but here's vulnerability for you. Earlier today, I had a complete breakdown. A lot of stuff was just not going my way earlier today. And uh, it, it, it became overwhelming. I actually am going to talk about this in a future episode. Uh, it has to do with the dental work and it's a whole thing. Um, it disturbed my inner peace to the point that I had to make sure that I was doing things that I was taking care of myself first. That's how rough this morning was for me. But because I put those practices in place, because I have those disciplines and I know, okay, when I feel this way, when I get this low, this is what I need to do. This is where self-care and self-love come in and compassion for yourself. Okay, I'm doing this. I know the world can wait. I need to handle this right now. And then once you know it, I did the things I needed to do. I meditated. I sat quietly. I meditated for a while. And then it restored. It came back to me. You know, that just the, the stillness of it, the calmness. It still stings. And I know what it is, but I'm able to trace the origin of the, the thought and, and the circumstance of what caused, uh, you know, that, that episode today to happen. It was just an overwhelming physical and emotional, like, pain explosion. And it hit at the precisely wrong time when it was super hot. My MS was flaring up with the heat and sensitivity and... It was a perfect storm. Um, but I was able to dissect what it was. Instead of it just being like a shit show and me falling apart, I said, whoa, whoa, wait, wait a minute. This is all explainable. This is all manageable. I just need to break it down into these small parts. And then I did. I put the action behind it, and I did the things that I knew would help me. And sure enough, they helped me. Go figure. Um, and I felt myself being restored back to a, a sense of inner peace and calmness. So you maybe can attack my inner peace, but you'll never take it from me. I worked too hard for this. I put too much sweat and tears into this. I've given up way more than anyone should ever have given up to get to this place, just to get to this place right now today, to be on number nine of 10 facets. And I'm not even starting the the podcast in my mind, I'm already on episode 300, you know, and I'm talking about putting out episode 30 tomorrow. That's how big this vision is. And it's because I set myself up with these abundant riches, this, this healthy is wealthy attitude. Now it doesn't mean I have to, you know, maybe lose a couple things. Sure. You know, I, I lose a couple people that are just hanging around bugging me anyways. People are just here to, you know, steal my energy and, and only use me for the good time, Charlie, right? You know, okay, yeah, I lost you. I guess I didn't really lose anything because I don't miss it, you know? But I worked for this, and I'm proud of it. So when I go over my little balance sheet of all the things that I think make me the richest man on the planet, that's what they are for me right there. All of those are mine, and you can't buy those anywhere, and they're not for sale. But because I believe so strongly in it, that if I can do it, that you can do it. That's why I talk about it on this podcast. 
because this is not the kind of wealth that we shove into a cave and get a dragon to sit on. We don't hoard this wealth. If you want to make the world a better place, start with yourself and then start with the person next to you. And that's what I'm attempting to do here. I want to leave this world better than I found it. And my small play in that, if it is, is to share my abundant riches, then that's what I'm going to do. I won't sell it, but I'll share it. You can have it. You can have access to it. You could have the idea behind it, but you can't have my piece. That's the one thing. It's one size fits all. It's just for me. But you can find your own inner peace. So this podcast, as we move forward, we're going to have one more episode where we're going to talk about career, which I'm nervously excited about talking about. Um, And then we're going to start getting into the real deal stuff. Um, This whole 10 arc, 10 episode arc was, in my mind, I just needed to sort of get that understood, get that explained, and then we can move from it. Because already the 10 facets have changed for me so dramatically that I don't even have 10 facets anymore. I'm down to like three. Um, And I want to talk about that too. So I kind of want to bring this up to speed and I kind of want to do it the right way. And I don't want to bum rush everyone with like crazy concepts, but um, this is, this is what it is. This is the, this is the podcast. This is um, the direction I'm going. And it plays a huge part in the overall vision that I have. This is just one small part in a bigger scheme that I have cooking up here. So I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm kind of glad I have the, I had that breakdown earlier. Um, maybe I needed it, you know? Like maybe I was just holding on to too much, trying to be something that I wasn't. I don't know. Um, but I released a lot, and I'm feeling a lot better today than I was earlier today, and that's for sure. And I say that, and... You have to understand I have a raging toothache at the same time, and I'm still sitting here talking about how happy I am, right? So you're, 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 you're never going to be 100%. I'm never going to be 100%. My tooth is on fire right now, but it's not going to stop me from doing a podcast. You know, that's just, that's my drive. That's my work ethic. Nothing gets in my way anymore. So uh, from one super wealthy person to all of you listeners who are imperfectly perfect and wealthy in your own regards, um, thanks for being with me today. And um, you know what? If you have anything you'd like to share, uh, if there's anything I can expound on on this episode or any of the other ones, uh, you can always contact me through Instagram or through the uh, email that I have listed in the show notes. Um, some people have reached out, uh, recently and asked about the Cardinals in the backyard and yeah, I have some updates on those. So I'll get to that, uh, some other time. Um, it's not that exciting, but there's some, there's some bird activity in my backyard and it's been exciting to watch for me. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, healthy is wealthy folks. Um, whatever you're doing today, Take a second, breathe in a little air, and just breathe it out. Just just sit with that air for a minute. Just You got breath in your lungs. You're doing okay, okay? You're doing all right. It might be a little tricky. It might be a little rough right now. But if you have today, you have gold, okay? So spend it wisely. Talk to you next time.
Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Think Well, Think Better. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are intended for informational entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for professional medical advice. I realize our time is our most valuable resource. So if you chose to spend yours with me today, thank you very much. And if you found this podcast helpful, please like and subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released. If you found value in this podcast, why not share it and recommend it with a friend to help grow and support awareness for the MS community? As always, you can join the conversation on Instagram at thinkwellthinkbetter underscore podcast or email me at thinkwellthinkbetter at gmail.com. Love you all. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.